Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us uh, for this week's episode. Pastor Corey, good to be back with you. Um, yeah, how are things going? Good, Tim. You, uh, things you've going had well. Some, you've had some difficult life changes over the last couple of weeks, you know, so. Well, you know, that's where, we're, where we'll start, I guess. We're, I'm still in the home studio, although I'm coming out of isolation today. Got to drive school bus today. Um, you know, Tina and I were COVID positive and, and many, many other people have had that uh, situation and, and had it much worse. We did have a bit of illness with it. Uh, we were vaccinated and boosted. And I, I think that in our case, that helped. Um, and but we, we did go through some, uh, you know, some sickness and just fatigue, particularly. But we're coming out the other end. And, you know, I'm just so thankful for all the support that we received because the isolation is the hard part. We still had kids that were going to school and were, you know, you know so if we had meals that needed to be done and not feeling like cooking and people dropped off food and, um, and including your family. Thank you, Tim and, and others. And just so appreciate, uh, appreciative of that. And, uh, it just reminds me of what we've been saying here that we're called to care. You know, mm-hmm. there are different views in this situation, but the, the scriptures are clear. We are called to be compassionate and caring to one another. And we can't let our views keep us from loving one another and doing what's best for one another. Um, and so uh, I appreciate all those who sh- showed care towards us. And I really feel called to, to show care towards others as I hear others are in need of help. Um, so uh, as, as we go through the Omicron wave, uh, there's lots of infections in our area, obviously. Um, maybe it'll, hopefully, prayerfully, it'll be going down soon. Lots of hospitalizations in our, our region. Um, so we need to be looking out for our neighbors and we need to be praying for those that are working in the midst of this and in the hospitals yeah. and clinics and so forth. Um, as far as the church, we, you know, we've had some staffing issues. Um, we have volunteer issues right now. We are holding off on Sunday school for kids until the end of February. We don't like doing that, but we need to do that right now. So there's no Sunday school Uh, We decided not to have the large gathering of our annual meeting at the end of January. And so it is moved to the end of February. Um, You know, and so we're being called to care also means making wise decisions about mitigating spread where we can, knowing that this virus is out there. It's an infectious thing, but we don't have to take uh, unnecessary risks. We have to keep on living. We have to figure out how to live with this thing as it's being talked about more and more, but living wisely, living compassionately in the midst of it. Um, So for us right now, that means no Sunday school this month, um, no quarterly business meeting until the end uh, of the month. And any other changes, Tim? We're still having our Bible studies. They're still, I've been doing mine, Zoom, but next week I'll return to uh, in-person with Zoom options, uh, Lord willing. We're still having in-person worship options. Obviously, a lot of people are choosing to to uh, join in virtually. Um, so we're still offering different options. Uh, flexibility is, you know, one of the key words of this uh, pandemic, right? But 
Yes. Uh, compassion being another keyword. Yeah. Other changes or things I'm forgetting, Tim? I think that's it for that. Yeah. Those were the things we wanted to highlight. Yeah. So there, but uh, there's, there's no reason to not be involved in a Bible study because we've got all the options still going on. So true. For and no reason not to worship because everything from middle school, high school, young adult, uh, women's groups, men's groups, morning, evening, you know, spiritual growth, growth group on Wednesday night, uh, whether you're a beginner or you've been studying the Bible for a long time, we have something for you. And whether you want to do it in person or um, virtually, um, and if you don't know the technology, we have a tech department called Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim can help me with the tech. He's very patient um, uh, and has helped a lot of people get on on Zoom. So, I mean, we have we have 90 plus year olds who watch our worship service on their smartphones on Sunday mornings, you yeah. know, with with their headphones plugged in and stuff like that. So yeah. lots of people have learned how to do technology and engage uh, in this time. You know, maybe you, you don't always get the ideal. Right. So sometimes you got to pick what what's best available so um all right yes uh, hey the newsletter's coming out right yes yeah yeah i'm getting ready to print a whole bunch of copies of it so uh i was holding off till after we recorded so the printer you know it's it makes a bit of noise but uh it does a good job and we have it'll be coming out and available on sunday uh here at the church but it'll be emailed with our weekly email on thursday which, Can they get an early printed copy at the grocery store before Sunday? I'm just they'll probably be able to get an early copy. It's not down there yet, but it, it should be by the end of the day. And that's the Palouse Palouse Family Foods, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you know, and not, not to be confused with any other grocery store. We in Palouse, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't deliver to Potlatch or anything extreme <laughs> or New Zealand or whatnot. So um, we do have listeners. Uh, far and wide and some people who kind of subscribe to our our podcast and 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 listen to it in batches you know it uh so if you're out there and you want our newsletter and you're not on our email list um it, it comes out once a month some decent content and it keeps you up to date on what we're doing uh tim at palousechurch.org is probably the easiest way to get on that subscription list so Yep. And if you just can't handle being on that list, you can get it at palousechurch.org under resources and newsletter. And the old fashioned way, you can go to the website and just you download go to the website and you can read all of the back issues if you're into that. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Wow. I was looking through cool. the other day and there's a couple of years worth of newsletters up there. So lots of reading. Wow. You know, sometimes. Sometimes I forget that we have a treasure trove of stuff on our website. Yeah. You can also get sermons old, there. Yeah. Old sermons and, and yeah, lots of information about who we are. So good. It's good to bring up the old website. You know, it's not all about social media. <laughs> Sometimes we just want the anti-social media, the website, because it's just like, I get to go there and be by myself. <laughs> Don't have to get in a political argument with anybody. I like it. Yes. Yes. I, I love that space. <laughs> just, just I, also the like to, I also like to see all the pictures of the, the cats and dogs and the jokes, and those aren't on our website. So those are on social media, social media. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, cats and dogs. I feel like I had a joke about cats and dogs. Well, maybe I'll pause. I'll pause for a second, see if I can remember it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, sorry. That was good. I like that was that. good. Uh, hey, what else are we going to talk about? Or do we want to go right into scripture? And, and uh... Scripture is the next thing on the list. So, All right. All right. Well, we're in the Gospel of John and Jesus, uh, or I should say John chapter 14, if you want to head that way. We're going to start with, uh, right around verse 25. And Jesus is preparing his disciples for what's coming, his arrest, his crucifixion. Um, his resurrection eventually and the giving of the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus knows what is coming. His disciples don't. He's telling them in advance so that when it happens, they will truly have even deeper faith in him because they'll realize that this was God's plan all along. And um, so he's teaching them things in advance. And also John is writing these things down years later to teach us to our disciples what we need to know, even though we may not get it at the time, like he didn't get it at the time, but God will work with us and teach us and put things together and help us grow as disciples. Now, in the, the sections we're in, we're learning a lot about the Holy Spirit. We're learning a lot about peace. And as a church, we're going to be talking about peace or shalom, wholeness. And related to that, we're going to be talking about self-care for the next several weeks into the season of Lent, which doesn't start until March this year. Um, so if you feel like we're talking about peace a lot, that, that's because we are, and that's because it's needed. And um, God wants us to have this shalom, this wholeness with him. So with that, as a brief introduction, I'm just going to read our scripture today, John 14, starting with verse 25, going through the end of the chapter. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I will come to you. If you love me, you would have rejoiced, because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. All right, that's our section today. That, it, another rich section. We're just in some real dense, rich uh, teachings of Christ in this section of the Gospel of John. And, um, you know, so peace. I've been thinking a lot about peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, uh, neither let them be afraid. That that verse 27, John 14, 27, key, key verse for us. It's not the obviously not the only verse in this section, but Jesus is wanting them to have his type of peace. And he makes it clear that what he is offering is different than what the world offers us. Um, you know, the the shalom or the wholeness, the restoration 
that God offers is different than just an absence of conflicts, uh, an absence of fighting, a temporary good feeling, uh, all the circumstances lining up in our life just right so we feel, finally, I'm a little bit happy with my life. You know, the worldly definition of peace um, is, is very different from, from God's definition. Um, so that's, that's what we're going to be focusing on. Um, Tim, as you think about peace, what are some of those worldly substitutes that, that just don't satisfy uh, or aren't, aren't the same as shalom? Yeah. Um, b- before I answer that, I want to my head went somewhere else after your last comment. So don't, oh, yeah. don't let me forget to come back. But I was just thinking sometimes people say that peace is fragile, uh, especially when you're talking about conflicts mm. in places where, um, where there's division or there's some sort of, well, just conflict. Um, and, right. you know, so in the world, we might, you know, have peace at times in those places where we think we need it, but it's always fragile. So it's like, there's this mixture of, there's like this tension or this expectedness that it's always, it's always maybe not gonna, you know, it could break down at any time or whatever, but that God's shalom wholeness and shalom peace is different than that, I guess. And and whereas you might be on edge all the time with a worldly peace, with God's peace, you can really rest um, in him, uh, knowing that it's true and it's lasting. Uh, so that's just one of the things I was thinking. Amen. Amen. Uh, that's good stuff. God's peace is durable and resilient. Durable. I like that. Because yeah. <laughs> it's permanent. It's about a relationship status change with, with God that's permanent, right? And because it's permanent, it's based on his word. It's based on him. It's not based on shifting circumstances or feelings or diagnoses or anything. And so therefore it's, it's durable. Uh, it's resilient, um, lasting, all those things. Good. Good. I like that. That's a good reflection. Um, so to answer your question, I, I, if, if I'm remembering it correctly, I will, I think we, we, you know, there's that old country song. Maybe you've heard it, looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> but maybe yeah. it's look, looking for peace in all the Look wrong places. For love in all the wrong places. Is that how it goes? Yeah, it is how it goes. Yeah. I <laughs> um, actually know more than that part, but we won't sing more. It will go on. Uh, yeah. Um, but but maybe we do that too in our own lives, and so we look to you know our job or to. Uh, achievement of wealth or some sort of status in our life, you know, getting to the next, you know, if we get here, we do this or we do that, or we have these things and maybe then somehow I can be at peace and, and I can rest. But, um, but those things of the world never satisfy us um, the way that we want them to. And you can chase after those things your whole life and, and never have peace. And so I think what's really um, encouraging about our scripture is, is that, is that God's peace is, is lasting. Like you said, it's durable and he wants us to, he he gives it to us. I mean, it's there for us to have, um, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't depend on us. 
uh, it depends on him. Um, yeah. So I guess those are, I don't know if that answers your question. Quite no, it, it's good. I just think that, you know, um, our hearts, I think John Calvin said, our hearts are like idol factories, you know, uh, that we, we can make anything an idol. And even I self, think, yeah. yeah, self and even our peace, like yeah. peace is, there's a big industry for self peace, right? I mean, because people want it. So a lot of, whether it's publishing or, you know, uh, vanity products or whatever you want to call them, uh, you know, how much of Amazon is, is stuff that's sold that people can can find some kind of piece, whether it's supplements or beauty products or whatever, things that people think, if I just have this, if I look a little bit better, if I read this book, if I do this thing, I'll be smart enough, good enough, whatever. And it's not that books are bad. It's not that looking your best is bad. But if, if you, if you make peace an idol, or let me put it this way, if you make peace a thing that you are pursuing rather than as an outcome of the relationship that you are created to have. It's kind of like community. If you pursue community as an ideal, and, and we've talked about this before with Dietrich Bonhoeffer, if you pursue community as an ideal, you'll tend to run over people and hurt people as you pursue community, which is kind of ironic, right? And if you, if you pursue peace as an ideal, uh, it's actually not the way to peace, um, you, you know, and I think there's a lot of teaching about this in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. There's a lot of Old Testament prophets that are proclaiming peace, peace, the way to peace. And and they're they're talking about a shallow peace. They're, sometimes, the, well, not sometimes, the way to peace is honest relationship with God. And sometimes that's really hard and we've got to deal with some stuff. We've got to change some habits in our life. Um but it's going to be that durable, true peace that is from God, right? But it may mean getting stuff out of our life that's obstructing our view of God, or our trust of God. And so um, true peace is something we receive, not something we seek and that we hold ourself. And it is, if it is something that you can hold and create yourself by your habits by your do everything in moderation approaches, by your self-life balances or whatever, then it is going to be fragile. It is like this, ah, when am I going to lose it? You know? Um, but if it is something that you receive as a gift from God, if it's an honest, um, truthful relationship with God, uh, it, it is that durable, resilient, um, lasting status in, in your, in your life. So, um, I think Jesus's approach is very different. And, and, you know, he says "Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid that, that as he gives this peace, as he's talking about this peace with the disciples, as he's talking about giving the spirit, he wants them to know that you're going to have a responsibility in this. Like, you know, it's not just when we say it's given, that doesn't mean that it's just also automatic. It means our responsibility, we have to, choose to remember we have to choose to believe we have to choose to surrender to him because we can borrow trouble we can actively in, in our daily life you know yeah. succumb to trouble and succumb to anxiety and fear uh, just like anybody right and so the disciples he was reminding them and us we have to remember who we are uh, as we talked about in our recent spiritual growth guide podcast we have to remember who we are remember what he offers us and and rest 
rest. You said the key word earlier, rest in him, and then we can have his peace. Mm, yeah. Good word. Well, that sounds like uh, probably, probably not much applicable to us in, in our world today. Gosh, no. we don't need any peace. <laughs> No, in this world, you will have troubles. Uh, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He gives us his peace. He says that's in John 16, specifically, he's talked similar words in John, John 14. But Jesus wants us to have peace. That's the good news. And um, I know there's a lot of religious Christian people who they haven't figured this out, right? Or they haven't surrendered to it. They, they're, they're doing they're doing it wrong. <laughs> they're, 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 they're using their religion for morality or uh, to deal with their guilt or to, just to get to heaven. And they're living in a state of anxiety and no, no peace with God. And uh, that is not God's will for you. Um, uh, God, God has his true peace for you, but you have to surrender into him and rest in him and be honest about how we borrow trouble and how we're fearful and how we're anxious. And then, and then he can give us rest or peace. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, lots of applicable stuff. Um, but that's probably enough for now. I hope people can join us yeah. Sunday um, in what person on Sunday. We worship God together as a community. You should be worshiping God all the time in your life. But yeah, we worship God together online, YouTube, Facebook, and in person. And uh, make that a habit. If you don't have a habit of community worship wherever you live, make that a habit. It is good for your soul. Amen. Amen. Cool. So uh, yeah, we'd love to have you join us on Sunday uh, online or in person here at Palouse Federated Church as we learn more about this. Pastor Corey will have a great sermon about it. Um, and uh, yeah. Lord so, willing. Or what? what? Lord willing. Lord willing. Uh, you know. yeah. Well, even if your sermon tanks, the scripture is always good. And we'll just trust that God will speak <laughs> through it all. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our uh, Zoom studios here in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington, wishing you a blessed week. We'll see you next time.